0: America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and I have to tell you that our Wednesday moments together do something for me at a spiritual level and even at a physical level. I'm learning more about who I am and what I have become. But with all of my guests and friends that come on the air, I'm learning much about what I just might even become. And I suspect that that's happening for you, too. Today, my special guest is none other than best-selling author Guy Finley. Let me tell you a little bit about Guy. best-selling author and teacher, he has said that everyone on earth has the possibility to take the hero's journey not as an abstract concept, but as the core purpose and driving force in every human being's life. The Hero's Journey is our birthright and the most fulfilling adventure we will ever know. Guy is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher and best-selling self-discovery author. He's also the founder and director of Life of Learning Foundation. It's a nonprofit center for spiritual self-study located in Merlin, Oregon, and he also hosts the Foundation's Wisdom School on an online self-discovery program for seekers of higher self-knowledge. He's also the best-selling author of The Secret of Letting Go, boy do we need to learn that more, and 45 other books and audio programs that have sold over 2 million copies in 26 languages. It gives me great privilege to welcome Guy Finley to our show. Guy, welcome, Om Shanti, Shalom, Salaam alaikum. what's up, it's so good to see you again.
1: Once again, thank you, Sister Jenna, it is a delight to look on your shining face and to hear your voice again. Very much so.
0: Anytime. Guy, let's get right into it. People are talking a lot about the seeking stage or the seeker or hero inside of every one of us. What is it? How can we recognize it and give it freedom to ask or seek? what it's looking for. It seems that many things in life pull us away from a higher search, bills, mortgage, insurance, media, politics. Deep down, I can feel it. we all wanna be a hero, not only for our loved ones, but for ourselves. How?
1: I think the question is best answered with starting where we need to start. Why would I even have a thought that there is something I am intended to do in this world as a human being, unless all the things that I've already done as a human being have proven, at least in my eyes, to what I call a divine dissatisfaction. If the world were capable of giving me what it is that I need to be a whole, content, loving human being, by God, I would have found it by now. Every one of us has been there, done that a hundred million times, and yet, as the definition of insanity goes, keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So we look for something that we don't know what it is. We only know that what we are is yet to be fulfilled. That's where the journey really begins, Sister Jenna.
0: Mother has a very advanced stage of dementia, and... I have chosen to take care of her or maybe the universe has said that's it you're going to take care of her until her final breath one of my greatest lessons in that challenging situation is taking care of a parent with dementia will reveal to you the person that you've become maybe that's just the process of the journey situations and circumstances are all actually trying to help us to see what we've been missing And here's my question. Why is this journey sometimes filled with seamless, endless perils and pitfalls? It's like it doesn't stop. Every history book, there was always a troublemaker.
1: What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at the troublemaker. We're here with a troublemaker. But to answer the question at a serious level, your center has moved. You have a beautiful place in the country, if I understand properly. So I live in the mountains here in Merlin, Oregon, and my days, by the grace of God, as far as I'm concerned, are filled with interacting with the seven generations of deer that I've fed over the years and the creatures and the beautiful trees, the light, all of that's engendered into this fecund area that I live in. I go outside and I look at things and I am in the moment of being in relationship with this natural beauty. I am suddenly awakened to something inside of myself. That is the reflection of, or more accurately, the world is the reflection of the beauty of the soul I experience in those moments, something I cannot experience until I'm in direct relationship with what is causing this reflection in me. I look at a night sky, you know, the planets are aligned right now. And you see these things, you feel awe, you feel a sense of grandeur. Well, I have to see that out there presently to experience the grandeur inwardly. So the point being, the moment of relationship is a revelation of a character in my consciousness I don't know is there until I'm in that relationship. Now, to answer your question, I love those moments, but suddenly when I'm sitting with my mother or my brother or my students or at the tax man or the insurance guy, The revelation of the moment isn't something that i want to see at all so i will blame the condition for what my consciousness is showing me about myself in that moment instead of understanding by the grace of god i'm being shown something about a character that isn't just guy it's in all of this consciousness and intended to be transcended beginning with the revelation if i'll accept it then we can be doing some real inner work where i realize In many ways, I've become one order of human being, but there's so much I still don't know about what needs to be changed in me.
0: So what you're saying is that sometimes the pitfalls and the perils that we're going through is actually showing us the awe that we really are. Now, taking it from my study in Raja Yoga meditation with the Brahma Kumaris, we came down in awe, been living through so many lifetimes of experiences, The awe got reduced, and then we got stuck in pitfalls and endless perils consistently showing up, whether it's a mother, a father, a business, a tax, the government, the country. When we keep seeing that energy in front of us, the awe that's inherent in the soul, it's like the peril says, don't you remember who you are? You can stay in front of me as long as you want, but you know who you are. You are the awe-inspiring being that came from the awe-inspiring one. What you said is so powerful because we get trapped in this lower energy of seeing ourselves and each other. You know, sometimes I'll say, don't watch the news. Don't go into all that negative stuff. In other words, I want to correct my viewers. Just don't let it feed into you. You can be caught up on the news once for the day. Fifteen minutes, you know everything that's happening around the world. If there's a nuclear explosion, you don't even have to turn on the television. What a lot of people don't realize when they allow themselves to be sucked into wasteful images online, in television and radio, is that it's their own limitation and their own wastage of their own lives. So when they can go outside like where you are in Merlin, Oregon, and see the awe and the wonder of nature, or the seven generations of deers that you have fed, this is life so simple and beautiful, yet it has the brilliance of giving you some test papers to keep you going. There's something that you've said that i would loved. Every truth, ever discovered, each bright light already exists in our consciousness. Remember that?
1: Yes, very much so.
0: So what has caused us to lose touch with such an essential part of our own nature? And is the hero the one who sets out to discover it or recover it?
1: It's really to support and augment all that you've just said. It's really a gradual recognition if we have that leaning to realize that why is there a moment when I look at the news or I get my electrical bill for the month? Oh, my God. Why is there always that moment? And the bottom line is that in that moment, there is a part of guy that is awakened to a sense of limitation. How am I going to pay for this? will this keep going all the things that concern a work like ours where we have a foundation and we have students around the world but in that moment we can learn the purpose of why we're in this position to realize that that moment that we don't want is because it's revealing some kind of limitation in our consciousness there cannot be resistance to what unfolds in the moment without something in this consciousness believing that it's not up to what is required to meet that moment. But if we understand that and realize that we have, in fact, yes, descended into a limited consciousness, we can understand that just because the light is suddenly kind of obscured doesn't mean it's not there. So the limitation, if we're present, becomes the invitation to recognize where it is that we are mistakenly identified with a part of ourselves, that that moment has come to show us, I might add. What we call a dark moment is secretly the way in which the divine says, hey, Guy, Sister Jenna, do you want to see something you've yet to see about yourself? Because I have a surprise for you. (laughs) And then it becomes invitation leads to the revelation, instead of invitation leading to rejection of revelation, which Mm -hmm. is what happens when we resist the moment. So like the prodigal son, he left his father's home. We have left our father's home, believing that we can make a kingdom for ourselves greater than the one we were given at birth, in birth, from birth. But gradually we discover, as did the prodigal son, the kingdoms I have made come, but they all come with threats because I'm identified with them. I think I've got to keep all this going. And now where's the impetus? Is it on the divine or is it on me who thinks I'm the one who did this? And that's what hell is. Hell is thinking that I'm the one who made this world because, unfortunately, I've made it in my own image instead of letting this image be dissolved by the constant revelation that if I live from this guy, I'm going to be nothing but a goofy, unhappy, resistant, negative person. And I don't want to be that.
0: <laughs> and here's the extension of the prodigal son. So I've come from that energy of divinity and power. Now, I should not forget that. I shouldn't forget the characteristics and the power that not I am really. sent down here on earth to play out. But mm. it's so interesting how... Many of us encounter either a very long period of the dark night of the soul, or we go through periods of the dark night of the soul, or we can feel an impending dark night of the soul approaching, which means I don't want to be what I was, I can't see what I'm going to become, and I'm really mucky in the middle. And what I've noticed is when the prodigal son, so to speak, comes down to what I would say, play out their part and fulfill the call of the soul's journey. The biggest part of the narrative, which I find compelling, is that they forgot the virtues, the values, and the characteristics of their father, of their parent. And so we have to go through all of that. And I'll tell you this now, Guy. I know the energy of God is here. And how do I know it? I am seeing it in His children. I personally know people who are very pure in their motives, there's an aura around them, their lives are given of charity and service, and you have a chit-chat with them, and you will come away with something deep and meaningful for your life to change forever. That's the proof that God is here, and now to tap into that energy is perhaps the search or the spiritual need for some spiritual teachings. So... As we're touching on the old area of the dark night of the soul, at the same time, it can also be the most important aspect of your life to encounter the dark night of the soul. Can you elaborate a little bit on what that has meant for you and how it can be exciting at times to actually be in that space?
1: Well, I think when you're actually in that space, and I would hold to this thought There's not just one dark night of the soul. This journey is replete with instances where life, the divine acting through this life, brings in passing time, these problems, health concerns, issues, things that you couldn't even imagine could exist, but somehow your life has become what it is, and now these things come and act on it. One of the most important things, I think, in the whole world is to recognize that when suddenly it feels like, oh my God, it isn't really so much a question of what am I gonna do about this or that anymore? The real dark night of the soul is the whole questioning of oneself that I don't know who I am right now because all that supported my identity has been stripped away. And it could be something so small, Sister Jenna, suddenly, there seems to be no path forward no one to take a step in control or command no ability to remember the nobility that one has had an experience of before all of it is just washed away and you're left there quite naked spiritually speaking you have been disrobed and your shoes have been taken off and you've got nothing that moment is the most precious moment on the planet, but not in the moment where I'm actually going through it. Why? Because our mind, the one that is identified with wanting to keep things in place, hold things the way they are, including the images that I have of myself as being a child of God. In those moments, I meet those kind of unwanted situations, trying to change them, control them, or find something in myself that I can get through it to another day, and at some point, God willing, a person says, I don't wanna get through this fear. I don't wanna get through this loneliness. I'm sick and tired of getting through to where God guy is going to be comfortable again. I want conversion, not control. I want to go through what I'm being asked to go through so that I say, not my will, but thy will. Let this cup not pass from my lips. I don't want to drink from it. I swear to God I don't, but I will because there's no other choice at this point in my own life. And we all reach that in different ways in different times.
0: It's interesting how some of us are curious and I would say blessed to love learning life and newness. And some of us are literally cursed where we're like, I don't want to learn anything else I've observed that even for myself to see Jen are you in a place where you're not able to learn anymore and I have consistently observed that I will challenge myself to get out of that if I'm there and I don't necessarily wish for tragedy to invite me to change I want to change with love and ease and the beautiful people that I'm blessed to have surrounding my life existence. And so I have to keep checking myself, especially when things aren't working for me. You know, when I had to leave the property a year ago, I remembered calling friends, whether it's Michael Beckwith and everyone else. It's Like, am I doing something wrong? I had to question because what happens to me happens to my entire community. So I'm aware of where I am and the role that I play. So I remembered for the first day or two, what is it that I might be doing wrong? And as I kept going through the motions, and when that fourth day came and they showed me this property, I was like, I must be doing everything right. This is it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the moral of the
0: story is, it's a beautiful class on Sunday at our center. If you really have compassion and mercy for yourself, you're not going to want to stay the way you've always been, especially when the energy of a soul is an awe-inspiring, expansive vibration that the world needs to feel, especially if you've got sacredness and divinity in you. And there are a lot of opinions out there in the world today about divinity, spirituality, religion, so on. And you talk about the sacred. And I would love to hear from you what do you describe as the sacred for us when we actually use it? Because I feel the sacred is what's needed in these times.
1: Very much so. And I'm going to go out on a little limb here, okay?
0: Hmm.
1: And this is for me, personally, relative to the idea of sacred. Sometimes, much as you have just described, there come points. This life moves in a wave what we call high and low and high and low, good and bad, light and dark. And for me, what I have come to see and ultimately do my very best to live, I did not create this thirst in me for God. I did not create this longing to be in relationship with something that could be the fulfillment of something I didn't even know needed to be fulfilled. I didn't produce any of that over the many years i've understood that what love begins love will finish the way it wants to finish it and i don't need to be worried yes as i know you do i have students volunteers i have employees i have a global footprint and when things don't look right everything in me is going how are you going to take care of this what are you going to do about that and i know that every spiritual teacher who reaches a certain point in this world is going to go through that. For me, what I've understood now is that I am going to do everything that is in my power, but I'm going to refuse to do what is not. And I cannot change the conditions that come. And I do not want to change the conditions because they're revealing things about me where I believe somehow I'm responsible for all of this. I, Guy, have given myself as best I know and continue to do because when something comes along and suddenly it feels personal to me, I know that I'm in the wrong place, honest to God, because out of that personal fear is what? Well, I don't want people to see me as not being able to keep this going. After all, I'm a man of God. I wanna throw that out, Sister Jenna. I don't want any of that in me. What I wanna do is be the same vessel that whatever it was that came in when I was five years old, what it told me and said, here's the deal, that I didn't understand anything it was talking about. I want only to be as clean and innocent and pure as Guy can be. And he's not clean and pure and innocent. There's all kinds of crud in this consciousness. I didn't create it. It's just there in all of our consciousness. But now we can act as the instrument of this conversion, not trying to change or control, but allowing the moment to bring about the conversion That only love can create in this soul and the conversion is the process of dying to everything that's not pure everything that is trying to hold its place and keep things the way it wants it and I want nothing to do with that and God willing I'll continue to throw guy out of my life until the end and then I'll keep doing that
0: (laughs) if I was in a church I would have said hallelujah amen praise the Lord (laughs) because I was remembering like many years ago I Had that same feeling. I says Jesus didn't know 2,000 years later there'd be over a billion people turning to his message for salvation. Buddha didn't know. Mohammed didn't know. They weren't planning. They didn't have a Facebook. They didn't have a smartphone. They didn't have a marketing plan. I remembered, Guy, I know where you are, where you tap back into that spiritual innocence. You know, I call God Baba here for me. It makes me feel like a child where it was just Baba and I, and I was in awe of the experiences that he was reminding me that he made me in. And organization, foundation, service, changing the world, that was all to keep my energy at least doing good as I was receiving so much power. How can Mm. I just sit on this energy and do nothing with it? Sitting Mm. on a mountaintop is good, but maybe not for me in this incarnation Everyone, what Guy Finley is saying is nothing short of one of the most powerful mantras and knowledge or insights that you can take away from today. That really, our sacred journey is about keeping our inner awareness and consciousness and intellect as pure and clean as it yes. can be. That means no longer complaining about your husband or your wife or your kids or your job or your back or your head. How can i see this with the eyes of purity
1: yes how can i use this moment that my whole life has used me to sow more darkness into this world and convince me that i am in fact mm-hmm. limited to this experience can yes. i turn that around bring the light into that darkness by being present to those parts of this consciousness and allow the light to produce the conversion not me trying to change God. god help me but rather can I place myself continually where that consciousness being revealed to me, I see beyond the shadow of a doubt, this has to end here. I will not go on with this. And then miracles happen, because then you understand there's an old Native Indian American statement. We are the ones we have been waiting for. I revel in that because of course, the lesson I didn't want that took 20 years to get through this egotistic manic man Suddenly, I get it, that was always in me, trying to get through to me and I'm going like Wonder Woman with my, no, 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 yes, yes. let me see what I need to see, so that I can discover the next level of freedom that waits in me.
0: And Guy, I can't tell you more than anyone else that it is so sweet when you gain those moments of realizations because of your curiosity, to be courageous enough to look inside of your world and to learn more Mm. about this energy that is behind your eyes. Folks, Mm. Guy mentioned something really powerful. The moment we begin to take things very, very personal, we bring the sum total of all the karmic baggage that that soul is carrying in this incarnation from many births of the past. You might not have even heard what he said, but I did. When he said that this is all destined, it's all fixed to be happening with me, in me, through me. So it's like the drama is preordained. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why this consciousness is flowing the way that it is. But if I keep to the purity of my inner world and the purity of my connection, the sacred between I, the soul and God, then I will be in that space where I'm living my awe or I'm living my purity or I'm living the purpose why God sent us down here in the first place. And all the other stuff that's been distracting me, the perils, the tortures, the violence, the this, I'll see that as a part of the drama. But I'll make that my side scene, like my commercial break. It's not my movie.
1: That's right. We're on the same wavelength here. So that the very tragedy opens up and reminds me that there is something triumphant waiting to be brought in. So opposite to the way our minds work is that as it seems that i am made less i am made more Mm. i look at this world and i go what the heck Mm. and it makes me want to be another kind of human being so that at least this consciousness which you said not just karmic for me through whatever lifetimes there are but the Mm. whole of human consciousness cannot change unless you and i are willing to die to what we are given to see about it my consciousness is the conversion of the whole of human consciousness. Every true master understands, I do not live for myself. I might be an instrument by which everyone else and everything else can begin to understand for whatever reason, I have no idea I've been given to see. Then life takes on, and we're all meant to be like that. We're just at different stages in the journey, that's all. Just different stages. And no stage of the journey is to be judged, not one.
0: Yeah, we can't judge anyone. No, we have to and, and, really or look ourselves. at ourselves. It's interesting because when you look at what we would look at from our perspective with a little bit of ego and attachment in our consciousness, I would say look at the sacrifices, Jesus, Buddha. Even I look at the founder, my great-great-grandfather, of the Brahma Kumaris. His download happened with God's entry was profound, especially in those days in Asia. You just don't do that. So that means when the energy of the divine is really speaking through you, how can you get in the way and turn your back on something so sweet? It's like, this is no pun intended to all the vegans, but it's like really having an amazing chocolate double-decker cake with all the great <laughs>
1: versus
0: one of those really healthy vegan cakes. I know all the vegans are going to come after me everything.
1: Well, they have to come after me, too, sister. That was delicious, no pun intended.
0: But, you know, this is just how it is. And just as a disclaimer, vegans, I am lactose intolerant, so I might be way ahead of you. So just give me permission.
1: But not by choice.
0: (laughs) So as we're looking at many spiritual paths, they've varied in expression. And yet there's something that you have said that you do see a common thread that runs through them all. What is that thread?
1: What I am yet to be already lives in me. The seeker, the search, the sacred, they seem to be three separate stages. But the acorn that turns into the oak tree are not three separate stages of seed, sprout, and majestic oak. It is a Mm -hmm. singularity expressing itself in time We don't understand what is timeless because most of our minds aren't capable of entering into a stream of understanding that recognizes all that has ever been already is and all that ever will be already exists in the seed. The seed contains the whole of the sum of what gave rise to it. That's what we are. And to understand that I can begin to have a little patience with myself. I can begin to recognize That the moment that I don't want, if I can just learn to say, what's going on here that I don't see? What do I need to understand that I don't? In that moment, I open that seed up to some of the light that will come in and germinate the next level of understanding of this consciousness. And each time I successfully do that, this bridge of faith is built so that I'm not afraid of moments I don't want anymore I understand they are the teacher that has come to awaken the lesson, the seed, that it might become something more evidently the expression of the divine that created it. And then it becomes just a life. You know what the old saying is, I used to chop wood and carry water, and then I woke up a little bit. Well, what do you do now? I chop wood and I carry water, only now I know I'm chopping wood and carrying water. I'm not just doing it so people think I'm a good wood chopper and water carrier, I'm in a different relationship with life we actually are created to be in an altogether different relationship with life with everything that happens bringing meaning instead of seeing it as something mean bringing a conversion instead of see it as the source of conflict so the reversal takes place what was first becomes last what was last becomes first all of these old scriptural ideas come to life because that scripture, the heart of it, has been awakened in us if we're so fortunate and willing to go through what that takes.
0: Yeah, true. You know, every morning we have a morning text. It's known as the Murli. And I believe we just might be the only spiritual community of the Brahma Kumais that reads the same text starting from Asia to the West here in the United States to end that. Mm -hmm. So... Imagine the consistent theme of the vibration that is floating through the ethers and through the consciousness of the minds of people and folks, and it recycles itself every six years. So, after six years from now, I'll hear the same text and it just recycles. And, Guy, when I hear the same text that I heard six years ago or 12 years ago, or 18 years ago, or 20 yes. something years ago,
1: y- yes, it's yes. the same
0: text, but I'm not the same person.
1: Amen. That's exactly right.
0: So the way you interpret everything around you and for you, it's almost invisible, but it's very visible in the way you now make your decisions in life. It has a different meaning behind your why. And as you said earlier, everyone's going to be on their journey, no doubt. And it's, really a fortune to be circled around individuals that resonate on some energetic level karmically so things can move faster and efficient sometimes it just doesn't and you've got opposing views and opposing karmic vibrations in the ethers so it could be your husband it could be your wife it could be your child but there are forces that oppose us on the journey and Why does understanding them give us the power to slay those dragons, as you've said? You know, we all want flow. Nobody likes to be stuck. What are your thoughts on
1: that? That's a good one. And here we have to speak at two levels at once. We speak first of the ideal. The ideal is that, and the fact is that our true nature opposes nothing. Did you know, Sister Jenna, the original meaning of the words in the Aramaic resist not evil that Christ said when he was talking to his disciples it means do not oppose what opposes you that's the original meaning of that do not oppose what opposes you now why is there such wisdom in that because I understand if suddenly it seems that something's opposing me what is it opposing other than my will that's what feels opposed what I see what I call the flow how I want things to go I know the better way because I'm this or I'm that. And suddenly somebody stands up and challenges that. I could be just at work. We're not talking about just a spiritual environment. The guy on the freeway slams up to my back and I'm already doing faster than I should be doing. I oppose him tooth and nail. But it isn't I who opposes him. It is a little I in guy that believes someone should get the memo, I own the freeway that nobody should mess with me because I'm contemplating higher things while I'm driving, and you've just interrupted me. See, that's a dream. So God sends these secret agents to remind me that I'm in a dream. And anytime I'm opposing anyone or anything, if I don't use the sudden force of that opposition to produce a conversion, then that old consciousness repeats itself and finds ways to justify its own will. And This is what you and I are talking about. We want to outgrow ourselves over and over and over again. As surely as the seed becomes the oak, the soul is intended to know the divine directly. This is what we're interested in. This is the journey. And again, everyone at different levels. But let us stop looking at life as though it's opposing us because it's asking us. The opposition is a request to realize the will that stands in the way of the new flow, the higher generation of things. If I get that far, then I can take the ideal, which we get, and begin to bring it down into the brass tacks of daily living where I'm tormented by all the things that are opposing what it is that I want, because I want so much. (laughs) You
0: know, it's looking at the opposing as a friend that comes in whatever form it needs to, to oppose me, to say, your beauty is in your humility. Exactly, And if you were to humble yourself, you will see how much light there is inside of you. And I have to say that one of the things that I really need to work on, and I know that my energy in me to want to see people evolve is perhaps my own desire to see myself evolve. I think that's true. And maybe it's also something from my past where I don't know if I was either with people who did not want to see me evolve or who pushed me down or I was pushing down people because I didn't want to see them evolve. One of the things that I've noticed that gets to me is when I don't see that in folks Mm -hmm. and it scares me because if you're very close to me, it's going to impact me because that energy at a collective level is so powerful. There almost 8 billion of us, and 90% of the civilization is saying, I don't want to evolve, even though they think it. The energy to put in the vibration to evolve Mm -hmm. requires effort.
1: If you don't make
0: the effort, you're supporting that energy of the human consciousness. And it doesn't scare me that I'm disempowered, but it scares me because I want to be comfortable around everyone. But I want to be able to be evolving rather than to get influenced by that energy, you see. So in a way, it is purely selfish, but if you evolve and if I evolve, God's going to smile big time. But also, there are going to be so many of His children that will be benefited. And I need to break that sensitivity. And my friends will tell you, when I'm with them, it's like, let's make this happen. I want to see them grow. I want to see their best wishes
1: come true. Look, if you have a rose, you can't open the petals, Sister Jenna. I'm working. Yeah. Again, different levels of understanding all at the same time have to be grasped. On one hand, of course, I want everybody to understand the things that I have come to understand. But at the same time, seeing that sometimes I don't understand involves seeing that if I'm unhappy with your development, it's not your development I'm unhappy with. It's my own. I'm yeah, I tell yes. you
0: that sometimes it scares me that I see that and it yeah, just could yeah. influence me without yes. me even knowing yes. I'm under that vibration because 90% of the world's energy is not invested in illuminating their light.
1: I would say it's more like 97%. Type. I was
0: actually being very protocol, I y- yes, remember y- I'm y- in y- Washington, y- I was <laughs> being <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs>
1: I don't need to be diplomatic. I'm going to put it at 99.2% of humanity. That was
0: really my number was (laughs) 99.9.
1: But it's not even they who are set against it. We Mm -hmm. live in a darkness we don't understand because darkness keeps telling us what light is. Mm -hmm. And until by the grace of God, some light is born in the soul, it can't understand that this light dwells in the darkness, but the darkness doesn't know anything about the light. We have to go through this continual process. And one quick thing, because I think it's germane that we're sharing this. The most beautiful moments in my life, spiritually speaking, have been the ones that have come out of moments where I did not exit the moment feeling that I was more than went into it, but I exited having gone through a humility of realizing that what came into that moment had to go. And understanding that it had to go is difficult. But on the other side is this gratitude that makes me realize, let me never refuse a moment where I get negative. It's our consciousness. It's our pain. It cannot be escaped. It is intended to be converted. Who's going to pick up the cross? Who's going to go through that process? Like Krishna talking to Arjuna, I don't want to do any of this. Leave me alone. And he's told, look, You can't be hurt. You have a duty to do. Here's your duty to do it. And if we accept that, we go into these moments and we find out, you know what? The worst thing that could have happened did, and I'm better off for it because I'm that less attached, I'm that less dependent, and I've understood the beauty of humility that I cannot give myself, but I can accept the cup and drink from it. And if I do, on the other side of it, I recognize, thank heavens. That i can no longer believe in myself the way i did the moment before because what am i fighting with in any given moment what am i opposing other than something that's challenging a belief or an image that i have of myself good riddance
0: (laughs) good riddance i would say om shanti with that (laughs) (laughs) i have to tell you i have been loving our time together and i actually don't want it to come to an end i'll end it with our conversation about god which is the dearest energy to our hearts and you've said that we have a light within we also know that god's light represents unblocked pure power when i think of god's light there are no blockages in the energy of love peace purity truth and joy which when in you completely flows that divinity, like what the deities had, that it just flowed through everything they did, the way they spoke, the way they ate, the way they walked, it just flowed. We have a memorial that they did exist, that angels did exist. So it was clear that there was a time when we embodied God's love and light. When I connect to Baba, I don't have to go through steps. I know I'm God's child. Done. I know that I've made decisions which were preordained. Can't blame myself for anything. Done. But I also know I'm at one of the most profound times in history where God's presence is here now. And I want to reconnect and recharge myself in that vortex of awareness. So I do it in silence. I go inside myself, behind my eyes, I know that there's a soul in the body and when it no longer wishes to play the part of Jenna, it will hop out and move on to maybe either another body or to God, depending on how much attachment I have or how much work I still have to do. So when I remember God in this capacity that I'm in, it's an awareness. I know He's here. Even right now, I'm feeling that His presence is here and What he's doing is just feeding peace. I just know it. Like the sun, I know that it gives heat and light. I know that. And knowing is sort of my remembrance. So I remember Baba as much as I can during the day. That's how my inner light is expanding as it connects to the supreme light. How do you do it? Tell us.
1: All that you've described is accurate. But I would add only that I'm not sure that it is I who remembers God. I think it is God who remembers I. And if I understand this very critical idea in Christian scripture, I am the vine, you are the branches, I recognize my job is to be the branch, to accept as much as I can that is given to me moment to moment. Some I want to accept, some I don't. But if I do that, then I realize the only time that I'm in the dark is when my attention has been drawn away from the light that is never endingly pouring into me. My own life, Sister Jenna, I probably spend at least four to six to eight hours a day in some form of contemplation connected to the work that I do, the writing, the fact that I talk three times a week all over the world online. So there is an unending need for there to be an open pipeline and sometimes i don't want to be a pipeline i'd rather go play golf but the task remains there is a first i think that's what you're alluding to i must have a first the first begins with understanding that darkness doesn't exist darkness is the absence of the light so if i find myself in a dark place the task isn't to try to find some light that darkness is there because something in me has turned my attention the something selfish personal fearful worried That simple remembrance, which you just described, is to bring myself into that vine and branch relationship, into that flow that is always there. If it stopped, we would drop our bodies today. We wouldn't have a body if it stopped. So just let us remember to enter and remember. Remember yourself and then remember it again. Do your work. Act on the knowledge you've been given. Don't accept knowledge or ideals or images as the thing they are not. They are obstructions to the revelation. Accept all of that. See that. And the rest gets done. Love will take care of it. Give your love as best you have it. You'll get back the best love you can. You get a little more love back. Give a little more love back. And then you enter into this movement where your life becomes the representation of all that is real, all that is good, all that is innocent.
0: All of it was beautiful. You know, it's true, Guy. Baba is remembering us. He's constantly there. But because we've been so distracted in our I, me, and mind, the ego, we've been missing the connection. I can now give my soul permission to feel and receive the energy of God's love that's coming down always for me. 24-7, energy Mm -hmm. of Baba's light is available. So I'm coming to a close. I know we could go on forever. You're conducting a three-day talk in the Pines workshop as the Life of Learning Foundation on June 17th to 19th. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about the workshop and where we can find additional information about it?
1: Thank you, Sister Jenna. It's called The Seeker, The Search, The Sacred, The Hero's Journey. It's all that we've been describing and, of course, over three days, there'll be six or eight hours worth of meditation and discussion. And if you want to find out about this special time, right at the beginning of the solstice, Go to GuyFinley, G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y.org forward slash journey. GuyFinley.org forward slash journey. It'll take you right to the page. The talks are going to be online. Of course, you're welcome to come visit. Everybody is welcome. It's so inexpensive. It's frightening. People, my staff, you have to ask for more than $3 donation at the door. I've been doing it for 40 years. I can't. It's given freely. I want to give it freely. The talks online from the same seminar are free. You just go to that site. You can sign up or go to guyfriendly.org forward slash online. You can learn about the talks I give three times a week. They're all free, nothing to join. And I hope you will join me and Sister Jenna in this Mm -hmm. ongoing work of hoping and working and trying to bring our life into this vine, this branch, this light, so that we can be Mm -hmm. different human beings and have a different world.
0: Guy Fenley, it's been really my honor and privilege. I've had a wonderful time with you today.
1: Fast hour. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to see you, Sister Jenna, from the bottom of my heart. Nice to have this conversation.
0: Same here. All the best. Thank you. All right, everyone. Wasn't it a wonderful time together? Didn't you just enjoy receiving everything that Guy and I just spoke about? What I love about our show is that we learn so much along the way, and even after that, the ripple effects of the learning process that we go through because of the significant jewels that we're receiving from the narratives of these brilliant minds that come on air with us. So thanks everyone for joining us today, and do remember, no one has permission to take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and I suspect that if you really look deep enough inside, we're here to love each other the same. Thank you so much for joining me. And don't forget to get a copy of my new meditation book, Experiences with the Divine. And don't forget to look out for Guy and all of his wonderful work that he's doing online as well. Take care of yourself. Be happy. Be easy. Be yogi. Be you. And take care. Meditation. Intimate Experiences with the Divine Through Contemplative Practices My new book that is out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble and you can get it from Sacred Stories Publishing or on America Meditating Radio The quieter you become, the more you're able to hear One of my opening pages of this book I have heard time and time again that when you go into the stories and the narratives of the 37 authors that are sharing with you their mystical experiences of the Divine, something in you changes. It has already reached number one three times in Mysticism category and in New Age category for new releases. I want you to get a copy for yourself and tell me what you feel as a result of closing that final page of this book. Meditation intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices it's calling you can you hear it rice alley restaurant wishes you happy holidays located at 6838 piedmont in gainesville virginia we're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic asian cuisine and sushi come Savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.